Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS podcast. What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Quick Pitch DFS MLB podcast. I am flying solo today, John and Pemba, and I could not get on uh, a good schedule for today, so I'm just going to quickly um, break down the nine-game main slate. Um, Justin Vreeland is on the playbook today, um, so great day of content ahead. Justin's been producing some big boy playbooks lately, some, some big winners, um, so look forward to that. Uh, let's hop into the slate. We do have some weather we have to contend with. Chicago-Pittsburgh. Um, could be facing a delay, as uh, is Washington-Baltimore. Uh, luckily, it's not in Washington. We know Washington has been a spot of postponements in the past, um, but this more looks like a this looks like more of a delay type situation as as opposed to a, a postponement. But we can't rule that out. Um, it's very hot in Atlanta again, nearly 100 degrees, so the ball should be flying. Um, we saw 22 runs in that game. Uh, between the Giants and the Braves last night. So just for context, what the uh, Atlanta weather does to the baseball. Um, In terms of Vegas, uh, we have some over-unders worth mentioning. Um, Nothing really that stands out. A couple games over nine, a couple at eight and a half, uh, which has been the trend all year. So um, let's hop into pitching. Uh, Carlos Rodon at the top going up against the Braves is likely the chalk coming off, you know, two dominant starts in a row. 14 straight scoreless innings for Rodon, eight strikeouts in each of those games, 30-plus DraftKings points in each of those games. And one of them came against the Dodgers. So um, very good opponents uh, Rodon's facing. And, and that doesn't change here against the Braves, one of the best offense in the league uh, of late over the last 14 days, um, Atlanta's second in offense, so um, Rodon has a tough test on his hands. I think he's going to be pretty popular, uh, especially considering you look at the rest of the position, Eric Lauer. I don't think many people are going to pay 9800 against the Cardinals um, with a like with the likely, likelihood that Paul Goldschmidt's back in the lineup. Many people are, are going to probably avoid Charlie Morton. At 9,600, that's a little pricey for a guy with a five ERA. Even though he's coming off pretty good starts and back-to-back outings, um, has not been him himself this year. I mean, he's nearly 40 years old too. So, uh, Tarek Skubal, as much as we like him, he gets Boston, and that's the 9K and above tier. So I do think Rodon garners a bunch of ownership. I think most everybody is going to look at Shohei Otani. I think. Um, Otani has been pretty good. Six scoreless innings his last time out. Six strikeouts to start before that against the Red Sox. Uh, seven innings, one run, six strikeouts. So uh, Otani's looked good in back-to-back starts. He's still underpriced. 8500 on on DraftKings is is criminal. And compared to his Fanduel price, 10k. I mean, I'd be willing to pay 10k just to to go show you how um, good Otani's been in his last two starts. So I do think Shohei Otani is the clear cut play on DraftKings 8500 he's going to be chalky he's going to be chalky in cash he's going to be chalky in tournaments so you know if you want to fade him the Royals have been a pretty good offense of late we saw Bobby Witt Jr. break out with two home runs on Tuesday night um so if you want to play Otani or if you want to fade Otani um you know you could do either just know Otani will be chalk in in 
that's something you have to live with if you play him. Uh, the rest of the mid-tier, you know, Shane Boz is a good prospect. I don't think I want to play him against the Yankees in tournaments. It's fine. Um, Adam Wainwright, the strikeout upside has been a, been there a little bit more lately. Um, just not very consistent with the strikeouts. I mean, 5 7 0 10 2. So a complete mixed bag. Um, this Milwaukee offense is pretty good, and they've, they've already faced Wayno twice and have beaten him in each start. So I don't think we need to go there. I'm willing to go back to the well in Jordan Montgomery uh, against the Rays. I know it didn't work out for Nestor Cortez on Wednesday, or on uh, Tuesday, rather. Um, but Montgomery has just done a great job all year at limiting the damage. And it's something that I've talked to John and Pemba about a lot. It's like when we go to stack against Montgomery, like it's it's just hard because he doesn't allow a lot of runs. I mean, um, three earned runs is the most he's allowed in any start this year. We have five straight quality starts for Jordan Montgomery, three of which have resulted in wins. He doesn't really allow fly balls. Um, he keeps the ball on the ground. And, you know, for the last five games, he's gotten five strikeouts. So um, I like Jordan Montgomery against the Rays. The Rays have been a bottom 10 offense in the league over the last two weeks. So I think Jordan Montgomery 7,400 stands out. Not going to go to Keegan Thompson, even though he's coming off a great start. I know John and Pembo is probably sad about that because he is a Keegan Thompson stand. Um, Pittsburgh is going to be one of the more popular offenses again. They're very cheap. They're rolling, especially with O'Neill Cruz in the lineup these days. Um, and for what it's worth, Keegan Thompson as a starter has been significantly worse and significantly more hittable um, than he was as a reliever. And he has been a pretty good relief pitcher this year. Um, can't be That can't be said as a starter. Um, he has a 138 ERA as a reliever this year. Opponents batting... Um, 184 with a 239 Woba. As a starter, though, 266 average, 373 Woba, 497 average against. So um, Keegan Thompson can be exploited. So uh, I'm going to stay away from him. Um, I think a fairly popular approach on this slate, Michael Waka against Detroit. Um, for whatever reason, Michael Waka is back under uh, 7K. I don't fully understand that considering um his body of work this year has been tremendous um even in his last start five and third just one earned run against a really potent st louis offense uh, 20 fantasy points in the win so um walk a heavy favorite here on this slate 1600 seems silly and then george kirby against a bad oakland i think this is where the other chalk play of the slate is going to be. I think you're uh, in cash games, you're going to see a lot of lineups with Otani-Kirby combinations on two pitcher sites for sure. Um, over on FanDuel, Kirby's 8,800. I don't love that price. I'd probably rather get to Waka at 84 if I'm not spending all the way up on the likes of Rodon or Shohei Otani, but um, Kirby 66 on DraftKings is just a, it's just a misprice. So... Um, in the mid-tier for me, it's mid-tier and value tier. It's Waka, Kirby, um, Montgomery. Those are the three guys that I'd be looking at in the mid-tier. Anyone below that, though, like, yes, Daniel Lynch is coming off a 10-strikeout game against Oakland. Um, in the starts prior, four earned over five and a third, six earned over five and two-thirds, six earned over four innings, um, five home runs in the three starts prior to the start against Oakland. So 
Um, Daniel Lynch has had a couple, in fact, four <laughs> shutout starts this year, or four, three shutouts in, in the last start with Oakland, 10 strikeouts. Um, so every once in a while we get a, a quality start out of him, but um, we know the thump the Angels have, and uh, I'm not going to go that direction, especially coming off the Otani two-home run, eight RBI game. Um, and by the way, happy uh, Patrick Corbin Day, everyone. Um, it's, always our, it's always the best day of the week. Every fifth day, uh, love facing Patrick Corbin. Let's hop over to um, the catcher position. Wilson Contreras seems like a very great play against Jared Eikhoff, making his debut um, for Pittsburgh this year. We know Jared Eikhoff just, you know, he just hasn't been great. And he also hasn't been great in AAA. Uh, the strikeouts have been okay, but 484 ERA at AAA, it's, you know, par for the course for Jared Eikhoff's career. He has not been good in the majors either. So if you do want to spend up on Wilson Contreras, I do not blame you one bit. Um, that's probably it for guys over 4K. I don't hate Max Stassi if he's in the lineup, but they have been playing Kurt Suzuki against lefty, so monitor that. Um, Christian Vasquez against Scooble. Eh. Uh, Christian Beth Bethancourt has been pretty good. I would give him a look if he's in the lineup. Um, Eric Haas. 3,200, signs of life there, hitting 300 over his last 10 games. Um, he had an RBI on Tuesday. Um, but, like, you know, do we believe in another Michael Perez home run? I'm, I'm not entirely sure we can. Um, other than that, like, I'm not entirely sure we need to go anywhere else at the catcher position. Um uh, I think that's it. So let's move on to first base, where Anthony Rizzo, 5,500, just feels a little too expensive. Um, we know he has definitely been better at home this year, and they are in Tampa, one of the best pitchers' parks in the league. Um, I think Paul Goldschmidt, if there is no back injury and he's in the lineup, is the clear-cut spend-up against a lefty Goldschmidt, hitting over 400 on the year against lefties. Um, so if if he is in the lineup, we could actually get him at lower ownership too. I don't know if a lot of people will attack Eric Lauer. Not going to play Eric Lauer, but the respect factor for Lauer um, is there to, you know, keep people off fully stacking the Cardinals. So um, if Goldie's in the lineup, some interest there. Look, if, if the weather's going to be hot in Atlanta, I don't hate Brandon Belt as a contrarian tournament play. Um, it's not like my, you know, top play of the day, but um, looking at things, Charlie Morton has really struggled against lefties this year. 270 average, 890 OPS against, 384 Woba against, and we know Brandon Belt, um, you know, he thrives against right-handed pitching, so uh, Brandon Belt is a contrarian tournament play. Don't hate um, Matt Olson, probably not going to go there. I know he's coming off the, the double dong on uh, Tuesday. You know, Josh Naylor, he homered on um, Tuesday, he has been a little better of late. 297 average, eight, or 967 OPS over the last 10 games. Uh, he's interesting. Under 4K, it's the Orioles, guys. Um, and it's not even close. I mean, Ryan Mountcastle, 3,800 is smoking hot right now. Uh, 372, 386, 744 slash with four home runs over his last 10 games. He gets the Patrick Corbin matchup. Obviously, we have to contend with weather. That's probably the only thing we have to worry about. Um, 
But Trey Mancini, also first base eligible. You can play him in the outfield. Uh, he has definitely slowed down two hits in his last five games, uh, which spans, what, 13, 18 at-bats. So, you know, Mancini, who had been on fire for a while, slowing down a little bit. But we know um, how potent he is against lefties. So I think both, both of them stand out. And Josh Bell against uh, Tyler Wells on the flip side of that matchup. I mean, this game... Um, is super elite. So I love all three of those guys. Probably don't need to go down much further. I think Vogelbach, 2,700. Uh, he, he's he been good, man. Uh, he's been pretty productive. Three of the last four games, he scored 14 or more fantasy points. He has back-to-back multi-hit games. Not, someone, not something we are used to. Also something we're not used to, only four strikeouts over the last 10 games for Dan Vogelbach. I mean, this is a guy who's been notoriously bad in the strikeout department. Um, just put the ball in play, and you, you like to see that because uh, crazy things can happen when you put the ball in play. And the Pirates, once again, are going to be popular. Um, expect it. We should. Um, so we'll go back 2700 uh, for for really cheap. So at second base, Luis Rod Carew Arias had uh, two more hits on Tuesday, including a home run, three RBIs. He now has driven in 10 ribbies over his last 10 games. Hitting 375 over that span, you know, just a cool 357 on the year. So if you do want to get to a rise, 51's expensive, but I mean, hey, you can't knock the production. The guy's been great. Um, probably after that, like Story against the lefty. We know we know Story. We just saw the stretch the Story went through recently, right? Where he was hitting everything out. Well, home runs in two of three has an extra base hit in all three of those games. Um, we could be catching fire. And what do we know about Trevor Story? He hits left-handed pitching. Um, 343 Woba on the year. Uh, the MO in Colorado was against the left-handed pitching. So as much as we respect Tarek Skubal and how good he is, you know, you could play Story as a one-off. I don't think we're stacking Boston, um, but in terms of one-offs, I think Story's definitely an option. Uh, the rest of the second base second base position is bad man um glaber in tournaments you could play just because of how good he's been uh we don't even i don't know if we should expect nolan gorman even in the lineup even after a four for four game but if he is you know he did go four for four so maybe he you know he's in play isaac paredes broke the damn slate on tuesday um three home runs off nestor cortez which you know just doesn't happen and and really hasn't won't happen again but he has eight home runs on the year in just 31 games so you know take that for what it's worth if you want to play him against in the lefty matchup again by all means um because second base sucks and jonathan scope has been a little better homered on tuesday has hits in four straight games has you know a run scored in three of four has an rbi in three of four so maybe Jonathan Scope coming alive a little bit, creeping past that uh, the old uh, Mendoza line there. So Jonathan Scope, I mean, is probably as far down as I'd go. Oh man, this position is so bad. Yeah, I guess Scope is is the uh, is the punt play because um, I just I don't see anything else. Um, yeah, uh, that's where, well, I guess, Luis Rangifo hitting in the middle of the lineup for the Angels. He stinks. Um, 125 over his last 10 games, 205 on the year. Not a lot of power, not a lot of speed, but 
if he's gonna hit fourth or fifth in a, in a pretty advantageous matchup, I don't hate it. Um, on to the hot corner, where we have Rafi Devers, who's expected to be out of the lineup, um, is what our uh, own Boston reporter, John and Pemba, uh, told us today in the uh, DFS Alarm Discord. And if you're not in the Discord, please join. Uh, get involved now. We're constantly talking MLB DFS, constantly talking player props, uh, underdog, prize picks, you name it, we're talking it. Um, so hop in the Discord. But John did mention we're not going to see Rafi Devers. So uh, at the top of the third base position, we have Jose Ramirez um, in a matchup against Sonny Gray, Austin Riley in a tough spot against Rodon, and Nolan Arenado, notorious lefty killer. And I don't think a lot of people are going to play Arenado. Um, I'm not shying away from it. I think Arenado Goldschmidt could be an interesting two-man stack if you want to go there for St. Louis and if you don't want a full stack. Um so I definitely think you could play Arenado. Jose Ramirez is in play as well. Uh, we, I mean, 405 average over his last 10 games, over 1,000 OPS, 62 RBIs in 60 games. I mean, this guy's on pace to literally have 170 RBIs on the year. So uh, can definitely play Jose Ramirez. Um, he'll be chalky. Arenado is the pivot for me up at the top. Um, Unijeno Suarez, if you don't believe in Paul Blackburn, I think Suarez is a cheap home run waiting to happen always. Um, then I'd probably, the next guy I'd probably be interested in is Brian Hayes, who gets Keegan Thompson. Um, and Hayes has been a little unlucky lately. Um, on batted balls in play, and that route against the Cubs where... They won 12-1, and he went 0-4. Jason Hayward stole an extra base, hit away from him, double or triple. Um, but we saw what he could do. Hits a triple, r- scores a run, 10 fantasy points on uh, on Tuesday, and that's possible. Uh, Ryan Hayes is a good little ball player. Um, has some stolen base upside. Hasn't really flashed the power, but he's been, he has 15 doubles on the year, so I, I don't hate Ryan Hayes um, for cheap. The Cubs are really, really, really inexpensive today. So if you want to play Patrick Wisdom 35, he hit a home run on Tuesday. The weather is still hot in Pittsburgh. It's not like 95 like it's been, but the ball should carry. Um, he sh- for tournaments only. Like we're not we're not playing him in anything else. Jared Eikhoff is just not good. So uh, you can get away with playing Patrick Wisdom in tournaments. Um, I, I prefer Wisdom as a part of a stack for the Cubs. But, you know, if he you end up on him 3500 as your piece uh, as a one-off, I, you know, I guess you could be doing worse. Uh, the rest of the position, I mean, Evan Longoria hits in two straight, but he has been a shell of himself thus far. Uh, Jaime Candelario came back. He's had a hit in each of the games. He's been back with just one hit. Like, there's not a lot of upside there against Michael Waka. Um, it's, honestly, it's probably Tyler Nevin, if he's in the lineup for the Orioles. Um, he hits lefties pretty well with your, uh, Ramon Urias still in the IL. Um, yeah, still in the IL, unfortunate. Uh, you know, you guys know by now I would play Ramon Urias if uh, he's in the lineup. So, Tyler Nevin is pretty probably as far down as I'd go. Um, not playing Roger Clemens' son. He stinks. He is not Roger Clemens, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, that's it. So let's shift our focus to O'Neill Cruz's position. 
uh, which is shortstop, and O'Neill Cruz, hmm, 2700 Still feels cheap. And that is because it is. Uh, O'Neill Cruz in the first two games of his season, 20 fantasy points on uh, on Monday with two hits, a double, four ribbies. Tuesday follows it up, a sing- RBI single, then stole a base, 10 fantasy points. So he's been at 10 or more fantasy points in each of the first two games. He has a matchup against... Keegan Thompson, who I alluded to, has been worse as a starter. Um, so O'Neill Cruz at another great spot, 2700 It's a plug-and-play in cash. Like, if you're playing cash games and not playing O'Neill Cruz, you're making a mistake. Um, that's just, you know, that's my opinion. But I also think um, that's the masses' opinion, too. He was 30% in tournaments on a 13-game on a slate on Tuesday. On Wednesday, Wednesday's 9-game slate, uh, a slate that is dealing with a little weather, I mean, 2700 allows you to do whatever you want. If you wanted to play Carlos Rodon and Shohei Otani, plug and play O'Neill Cruz and you can spend up wherever else you want, uh, whether that be the Angels or whatever other stack. O'Neill Cruz just provides you that value. Um, if you're not going to play O'Neill Cruz, uh, guys like Willie Adames, he hits better against right-handed pitching. The power has been on display for Adames. Hits in five straight games, homers in three of five. Um, he gets Adam Wainwright here. I don't think a lot of people will go there. We have to mention Bobby. I already mentioned Bobby Witt, but two home runs on uh, Tuesday slate. Now has 10 home runs, 10 stolen bases on the year. That OPS creeping up, 738 OPS. And that's being dragged down by a 288 OBP. He has a 450 slug now on the year. So um, definitely interested in Bobby Witt for tournaments if you're not playing Shohei Otani. Uh, we expect Xander Bogarts to sit. You can play Correa. I don't love targeting Tristan McKenzie this year, but you can um, if that's you know the direction you want to go. Tristan McKenzie on the year, pretty good, stifling his opponents. 690 OPS against right-handed hitters, 500 OPS against lefties. So they're really not getting anything done with him. If you want to go Correa, sure. I prefer Damian and Witt at, t- at the top. Um, Javi Baez, I prefer against lefties. He had a lefty matchup on Tuesday, 3 for 5, and... You know what? He is definitely playing well. He has hits in six straight games. He has 10-plus fantasy points in four straight games. Um, home runs in two of four. And maybe, you know, we just ride the hot hand in tournaments. Um, the unfortunate thing is, like, last night, we could play Baez and O'Neill Cruz because you could play O'Neill Cruz in the outfield. You cannot do that on DraftKings anymore. Um, O'Neill Cruz is just a shortstop. Same as Javi Baez, so... Um, in situations where you're not playing O'Neill Cruz, you know, Javi Baez 4K, fine. Um, but I definitely prefer just saving the $1,300, especially with a righty on the mound uh, and a righty in Michael Waka that has been good. So um, Javi Baez is fine for tournaments, but I don't love it. Uh, the rest of the shortstop position, Luis Garcia for the Washington Nationals. I think he stands out as a decent play. Um, he doesn't have much speed. Good hitter, good pop, hitting 342 on the year in 20 games. Um, I think we can get there. I think Washington is going to be an overlooked stack in, in a game that, um, you know, has a, a high ri- run implied total. Uh, there is some weather, so you have to deal with that. But um, Luis Garcia, 2600 too dang cheap. Um, the Red Sox are calling up Jeter Downs. And that pains me to say, because why is a Jeter playing for the Red Sox. Um, I don't have much interest. He hasn't been hitting in, in AAA, but, you know, I just wanted to point out, like, 
there should never be a Jeter on a Red Sox, yeah, or a Jeter in a Red Sox uniform. That's just uh, the the way the world works. Um, so it is unfortunate to see he was drafted there, or uh, he's going to play for the Red Sox uh, today. So he should be starting for for Xander Bogarts. He's two K. So if you want to take a punt there, so be it. Let's finish this thing off with the outfield. Um, look, Mike Trout gets Daniel Lynch. I think he's going to be very popular. I think the Angels, the Angels checked in with a bunch of ownership on Tuesday. It's going to be the same story on Wednesday. Um, Daniel Lynch, again, coming off a good outing, but he has been largely disappointing all year long um, against right-handed batters. Uh, Daniel Lynch has a lot of 282 average, 820 OPS, 352 WOBA. So um, I do like Daniel Lynch quite a or uh, Mike Trout against Daniel Lynch quite a bit. Um, even though Mike Trout has been, you know, notoriously better against righties, that's not the case this year. 351 average, 482 WOBA for uh, the best player of our of the last decade, uh, Mike Trout. So uh, Trout stands out 59. Cunha had a big game on Tuesday. If you want to ride the hot hand, you can. I don't think we need to against Carlos Rodon unless you're being um, crazy. I think a lot of people go to Juan Soto, 5,300. You know, say what you want about Soto. Um, he has said that he hasn't been great at the plate. He's also been extremely unlucky. If you look at some of his expected numbers versus his actual numbers, um, it's ludicrous what the numbers um, he should be posting versus the numbers he has. So I'm willing to go to Soto against Tyler Wells. I don't think much of Tyler Wells. I also don't think much of Paul Blackburn um, and Julio Rodriguez is J-Rod season. He homered on Tuesday. He now has three multi-hit games over his last five, hits in four of those five, hitting 306 over his last 10 games. Um, I, I, I like the Mariners today. I like the Mariners quite a bit against Paul Blackburn. Um, I do think Paul Blackburn has shown uh, some chinks in the armor compared to what it was earlier in the year. So I would be willing to spend um, 5K on Julio Rodriguez uh, in this spot. Um, under 5K, I'm okay with such Mullins against a lefty. No problem going there. Jack, Jack Jams against Morton. I mentioned lefties have struggled. Or Morton has struggled to get lefties out this year. So I would be willing to go to Jack Peterson. Same um, with Mike Yastrzemski. Both uh, giant lefty outfielders. Taylor Ward has been great. Uh, another double-digit fantasy point game. Ward, he reached base three times on Tuesday, which is the third straight game. He has been on base multiple times in a game, three straight games with double-digit fantasy points, and he too, like Mike Trout, uh, has been great against left-handed pitching. Um, Taylor Ward, 311, four, 311 average, 416 Woba, three home runs against lefties. So Taylor Ward leading off likely tonight against Daniel Lynch. Love that spot. Uh, Brian Reynolds continues to just hit the crap out of every baseball only rewarded with one hit on Tuesday but um, over his last 10 games 324 average 934 OPS um, so I think Brian Reynolds if you're building a pirate stack um, stands out I think we're going to be getting to quite a bit of Orioles Austin Hayes has been notoriously good against lefties um, in his career and he gets the Patrick Corbin matchup same for Anthony Santander he's only 3700 He's been doing pretty good, and he has a lot of pop. So we like Santander. I think him and Hayes 
are going to split ownership. And, and same with Mancini. You could play all three of them. You could play two of them in the outfield, the other one at first base, or you could play all three and, and pair them with Mountcastle. I think there's a lot of different ways to go Orioles here. Um, I think they're going to be quite popular. Blee Madrid, Bl- uh, Blee Madrid, I guess I don't know how to officially say his name. Um, there is a S at the end, so Blee Madrid. He was called up on the same day O'Neill Cruz was, and he's promptly gone uh, four for eight to start his career. He has stolen a base and hit a home run, so take that, O'Neill Cruz. Uh, if you want to go Pirates, Madrid is $3,600. I think that stands out, and, and same thing for can be said for Sawinski. He's still extremely cheap. Um, Jesse Winker, Pete Cole, our very own Pete Cole's favorite player, hit a home run on Tuesday, 3600 Again, I don't think much of Paul Blackburn. I think there's regression. Um, and I'd be willing to um, stack the Mariners a little bit as a, as a contrarian play here. Um, so Jesse Winker, 3,300 is, uh, is pretty good. Under 3K, um, I don't necessarily... Love. I think Rob Refsnyder could lead off here with a lefty on the mound. He's hit in all but one game he started in this year for the Red Sox. Nine games, seven, eight starts, um, 391, 391 average on the year. So I think Refsnyder, the, the bat's never been the prop. Uh, he just couldn't play defense when he was everywhere, especially when he was on the Yankees. They were trying to figure out what position he was. Um, he's just not. He's just a hitter. Um, so Refsnyder... Could lead off, maybe a little contrarian Boston stack, but again, they're going to be without Bogarts endeavors. I don't know if we want to go there. That might be make us more inclined to play some Tarek Skubal, truthfully. Um, I kind of didn't think about Skubal at the top, but um, maybe more inclined to play Skubal if those guys are, in fact, out of lineup. Um, Robbie Grossman been a little better lately. A little, you know, had hits in three straight. Didn't hit in Tuesday's game. Um, did walk and score a run. He's hit, he's leading off. But I think the the values Swinski, um, Rafael Ortega maybe for the Cubs. I didn't mention Ian Happ, but he's in play. Um, the Cubbies are in play. Chris Morel, thirty six. I know he's struggling lately, but we know he has power and speed. Um, and I think the Cubs stand out against Jared Eikhoff. Like not a good pitcher. Um, so you know if you want to play some Cubs play some Cubs, um, and then Riley Green, 2100, another two hits, the guy is going to be so good at the major league level, um, has fantasy points, has produced four plus fantasy points in all four of his games this year, hits in three of four, um, so Riley Green, Riley Green is a very interesting 2100, and I don't think we need to go, uh, any further down, there's, uh, I get Taylor Trammell is, you know, free, he just has power. Like, it's a home run or bust situation with Trammell. Um, yeah, that'll do it um, for the outfield position. My home run call, you know what? I'm going to double down. O'Neill Cruz is going to take Keegan Thompson deep. Keegan Thompson, as I mentioned, um, has just been better um, against or as a reliever. And he's starting this game. So, uh, still hot in Pittsburgh. The ball's going to be carrying. I'm going to go O'Neill Cruz doubling down there. Um, so that'll do it for today's podcast. Uh, again, catch us in the Discord. You'll see all the DFS content out like there is every day. It is for the 7 p.m. main slate. Um, so 
John and I should be back for Thursday's slate. And it's an early one. I think it's a 12-10 Eastern Standard Time start for Thursday's slate. So uh, be on the lookout for this pod bright and early on Thursday. And we'll catch you guys later.